Hello guys, this is Cruz Marco Valley on your Cruz Talks podcast and we are back on episode number 9. Last time we gave you two episodes on episode number 8, which was episode number 8A and episode number 8. But today we're going to do something which is very different. We always give you the unique thing. We always give you the curiosity every day. So today in studio we have a guest. I don't know who's, what's the name of the guest, but then we have a guest in studio and we have a host as as always. But then today it's going to be different. Our host for today is going to be called Eden, and Eden is a friend of mine, and she's going to host this podcast. And the the guest for today's podcast is going to be Cruz. Interesting, right? Very interesting, right? Cruz being the guest of the podcast, of Cruz Talk Podcast. I'm supposed to be the, the host, but then today I'm going to be the guest. It's very interesting. So I'm going to introduce Eden to you so that she can be, she can take over over this thing. It says today it's going to be, it's not going to be mine. Eden, how are you? You good? I'm good. How are you? How's everything? Everything's fine. Sure. Yeah. You good? I am. Uh, so tell tell us today, what are we going to do today? What are we really? What's 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 about today? Today, um, do their daily activities and how they are able to wake up in the morning and continue doing doing what they're doing every single day. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> go to, go on. Go on. Yeah. Well, because um, as a female, I was able to get to a point whereby I would struggle with decision making, with deciding my things or. Different, different things to handle in life, mm-hmm. but as a female, you know, being on that side, you then realize some things, and then you then realize how females relate to each other or how females um, handle their things. But we have never gotten to a point where we can understand your side as males. So you want so, me to tell? In other words, you want me to tell you the secrets of men? Yes. What's behind your your thinking? What will what will you be thinking behind what you're thinking? Okay. <laughs> but do you know that? Do you, do you know this? Uh, 
the fact that you cannot uh, grasp everything about men or you can you don't even know necessarily know what's what what, what those men are thinking what they decide how they work their perspectives and what else it means it's a secret to them there are some things that they want they don't necessarily want to share with the world do you think i'm capable of sharing those things to you to the world do you think I'm capable of sharing those things on the podcast? Yeah, because you'll be helping a lot of people. Because problems that we are facing, it might be in relating... For example, right now, we have what we call gender equality, okay. right? Or we have um, different aspects of life whereby, of course, I can speak for myself as a female. And then I can be able to raise a point as a female. But at the end of the day, I might criticize your side. But the problem is, I might criticize your side when I have inadequate information about males, right? At the end of the day, I might feel like I'm innocent, or I feel like I'm more precious in this world. But I have a little knowledge about how you guys work. Exactly. So, at least if you tell us, Cruz, at least if you tell us how you, you do your things, tomorrow I won't judge a male who does whatever they, they're doing right i will understand the person from their own view okay okay that's interesting i'll i'll try to be to be honest with you and explain whatever you. questions you have yeah. on men and i mean i don't know maybe or personally on me as well okay. but then i'll try to to answer honestly okay so what's your question question number one wait um i'm gonna start with this one how do you feel being a man how do you feel? You, yourself, <laughs> just explain. That's a very tricky question. Okay, I feel muscular. Okay. I feel like I have all the valor. Wow. And I feel proud to be a man. I really feel proud. And know? it's something that I, I wish if God made me a woman, I, I wouldn't be happy. I feel like being a man is something that we, we, are, we should be proud of. Like, you know, <laughs> I feel like... That's Though, funny. Yeah. Because that's how we feel about ourselves. And you know what? Uh, not to discriminate or not to criticize anything. Yeah, sure. I feel like other men uh. who feel like they shouldn't be men uh. and they should be women. It's very wrong. Uh, not discrimination. Okay. But then you have to have confidence in, your, in yourself. Okay. You have to have confidence in what you were created with and what you created in the form of what, right? So, I feel, I feel proud to be a man. I feel very happy that I'm a man mm. and I'm not a woman. Wow. Yeah. So, the, in, in a certain point, fine, do you support gender equality? Um, here's one thing. I believe in patriarchal societies. Uh-huh. I believe the man is on top. Thank you. Right. The woman is below, right? So, what is generally your definition of gender equality? Is it 50-50 on everything? 50-50. 50-50 on that's, everything. That's basically gender equality. Right? Okay, on the, on the perspective of 50-50, there might be some instances where I would, I would say, yes, I will give 50-50 to women. And there's some instances I say that, no, I have to be on top of everything. I have to be the brains of the family. I have to be the one who decides things that are critical. I have to be the one who provides for the family. I cannot let my wife or I cannot let my woman provide for my family while I'm sitting enjoying myself. It's, it's something that I cannot do. So gender equality sometimes in, in a particular patriarchal society doesn't exist. Okay. We're saying that men are always on top and they're always superior. So we're off to a good start. Yeah, exactly. Because 
um i'm not here to support the males but at least if we're not you know we're not looking on the gender equality at least now i can point out um i will point out the the categories that i'm trying to help us see or help you see whereby i feel like they have to be addressed because i have a brother and sometimes i don't get why um he faces some things okay before you go to your question mm. how old is your brother he's turning 25 25 he's older than you yeah he is okay you can go on Fine, he is older, but there's some scenarios whereby you feel like, yeah, sure, we are, we are both like he's male and I'm female, but things that he might face, I actually look at the male side and I feel, I feel like I'm better off as a woman. Than him. Yeah. Okay. Why would you say that you're better off as a woman? I wouldn't be able to handle whatever he's handling. He's handling. So far, he's 25. But uh -huh. if I tell you the things that he's handling or what he handled when he was 20 years old, I'm 20 right now, and what he handled, what he went through, putting myself in his shoes, I don't think I'll be able to do that. Of course, we're out there calling gender equality, but honestly speaking, if I was going to be a man. Or if I was going to be given the same responsibilities, and wouldn't I have do to, that. I wouldn't be able to do that. So, that goes back to what I was saying about, you know, patriarchal, patriarchal society. When I was saying that men are supposed to be the brains, the ones who are muscular, like the okay. ones who have the, all the power. Like, okay. it, it necessarily gives you the upper hand of seeing why men sometimes have to, to do some things. You know what? Maybe I'll, 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 I'll give you an example. Uh, when I was 15, right, I used to be sent my, by my grandmother to go and buy alcohol for her, right? Okay. But then, I have I had my auntie at that time. Okay. She's older than me. She was like nine years older than me. Okay. But then, she wasn't the one being sent to fetch alcohol for granny. Because I was male and I was the only male person at home. I was 15. Wow. And she was 10 years older than me. She was 25. She wasn't allowed to go and fetch alcohol for granny. I was the one who was supposed to do that. Why? Because I had the capabilities of going into a bar. I had the capabilities of being strong than her. So you see that there's some traits that are, with, that are with men. Yeah. And you're 15. Yeah. There's some traits that are with men that women cannot possess. There's some, there's some courage. There's some... I don't know how to explain it. We have this... Ah, this baboon <laughs> character, this this lion character, the kind of thing. So at fifteen, you found it like it was okay with you. It was okay. Wow. It was okay. So are you saying that it's by nature that you feel strong, that you feel we have this inner we are, confidence? We are, we, are, we, are, we are built with the power. Oh, we, okay. We, we just have to embrace it, embrace the masculinity oh. that you have, embrace your masculinity as a man. All right, now we're getting into the questions. Okay. All right. So, uh, um, Chris, you're in part four, right? Yeah. You're I about mean, to finish your varsity. Yeah, my final year. Wow. How's it? <laughs> How do you feel? Yeah. One thing oh. I want to tell you about university or varsity life. Yeah. It's something that is not interesting. 
okay. When I was in high school, I was told that whenever you go to high school, you have everything that you want. You have all the women that you love. You have all the time that you want. You'll be partying around every time. On when varsity. I got yeah, on university and universities and colleges okay. and what. When I got to college, the first thing that I I, I noticed was the first one was yeah. all the women we were talking about. Yeah. They are already there, but then they're not for us. Oh, okay. They're okay. already for those who are at the top or those who are already at home. Right. So I I asked my I asked the question. Why did they lie to us that whenever I go to college, I'll see all the women and I'll have everyone, I'll have to choose like this one, this one, this one. But I couldn't do that when I was in part one. Two, they told me that you can party all day without having pressure. But it's not realistic. When I I got here, (laughs) I had pressure from the courses, the modules that I was learning. I had like six or eight modules on that semester. I didn't have free time. And the partying part. I couldn't party because I had inadequate, inadequate money. Yeah, yeah, that's... I couldn't have the money to, to go partying out. And the only people that had the money to go partying out were the people who had management. I didn't know how to manage yeah, money yeah. when I got here. It was very stressful. It was something that was very stressful at, at, at the point that I got here. So I, I asked myself, so why do high school teachers or why do people lie to high school students that when you go to college or when you go to universities, you have everything that you love? You have everything that you admire in high school, which is very totally wrong. Which is totally a different it's picture. Not. I, I'm, all right, fine. Of course, maybe the um, talking from a point of a high school teacher, they're just trying to distract you from looking for looking for girls in high school, right? But then there's no need to lie to people that when you, when you go there, you have all the luxurious life that you will be admiring in high yeah, school. Yeah, people lie. People lie. People and then when you go when you when you when you go to college. Yeah. It's a different story. A different but then, story. during the process of college, yeah. when you go to your first year, second year, third year, fourth year, things start to make sense. Yeah, to puzzle up into a, a, okay. a picture, a, what do you call this? Um, into a melody picture. Alright. Right? And they start, the pieces start to come up together, and oh. you're not figuring what you are. You're not figuring who are you as a person. Okay. Who are you? And what are your career pro- prospects? Right. It, it comes into 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 content. So, fine. In this um, in that period from first year up to now, how how do you how do you think you were when you handled your decisions, or when you were trying to do something right, and you would think twice? Of course. From part one up to part four, we have different stages, right? Yeah. There's a part whereby you went, obviously, totally confident with your decision making, but then at some part, at some point in time, you are now able to say, "I'm gonna do this cruise," and then I'm gonna do it, and you're good, and you would do it. So I want to know those stages, how you were able to um, change from you not being confident in making your own decisions to a point whereby you're saying i want to do this and you do it despite of um criticism from people or despite you thinking what i was taught by my parents back at home now you're very far away from my parents or from anyone home how those stages so in part one on my first year i was a very careless person careless i was i would say careless person 
Uh, I don't know if my mom is is going to listen to this podcast. Okay, okay. But I'll, on, my I'll f- make her. On, on, on my first year, I was a drug addict. Oh, yes. I used to smoke weed every day. Oh. I used to eat uh, supplements, weed supplements. I used to eat uh, food with weed. With, with weed. They call it mbanja in China. Oh, yes. So, on a daily basis, oh. I used to take alcohol, weed, I don't know why I did that, but then I, I don't have a, 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 I don't know how to justify myself for doing that, oh, and I don't know why I did that. But it was very crucial in my life. That was the very crucial part of my life, because at some point in time I couldn't, I, I had this disease. Okay. I couldn't breathe uh, warm air. I would only breathe cold air. Like that one, that is very cold, and. I feel like all my intestines were, you know, were dry. They call it dry mouth. And my dry mouth didn't uh, stop from the mouth, but it went on into the stomach. So I had a dry mouth that extended to the intestines. So it was very critical for me, and I I I had to go seek a medical a, 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 a medical perspective and on how to to tackle that issue. And it was very bad. My decisions in, part, in in my first year, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say they were mature decisions. Because if I had a mature decision, I would have stopped taking the drugs. Yeah. I would have stopped drinking like a bastard. I didn't drink like a gentleman. <laughs> and on all my second year, yeah. uh, that was the year that I didn't necessarily, you know, know who I am. I was. It was COVID era. It was okay. COVID time. We were always at home. I was so tired. I was so tired with this COVID era, COVID thing. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on on having fun rather than the studies. That's a good idea. Yeah, I was so focused on having fun rather than the studies because I could come come to school just for two weeks or just for a month. Mm-hmm. Then we're done with the semester. I would wow. learn at home doing online lectures and whatnot. So I didn't necessarily say I was into decision making because I was at home all, all the day. I was sitting on my chair on my laptop listening to lectures, listening to this professor of mine talking about uh, FTIR, uh, what, 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 the chemistry part. But I wouldn't say I was into decision making. Then on my third year, on my industrial attachment, on internship, I, I opened eyes. That's when I, I started opening eyes. Okay. I'm now in the industry. I'm now in the chemistry industry. What do I want for myself? What do I want for cruise? That's when I started having this thought. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. And I would say that's where I, I, I figured who I am. Oh, okay. I would say that's where I figured who cruise is. I, I would say that's where I figured who Tanasha is, my real name. Because at that point in time, I finished attachment yeah. with something tangible. Oh, okay. I think attachment is something that I told myself I'm going to do this and I did it right then on part four the part final the final year oh. this is very it is a very crucial year oh. the part final year you're always with pressure in your head and the decision that you make yeah, you're running out of time. you have to make them fast <laughs> and you have to choose the best decision out of it so it's it's very stressful Mm. but then what i can tell is this 
whenever you are at a point you want to decide something always have three reasons why you want to choose that thing always have three reasons why you want to choose something oh. so if you don't have necessarily have three reasons yeah leave it it's not worth it always have three reasons we need as if, much reasons if you have no if you have four reasons for yeah. something leave it you only need to have three reasons that's w- w- what i do why you three? only need to have three reasons three reasons are critical they have to fit and it's very impossible for you to have something that has three reasons only so it will be something that you would want to to, to venture into okay i want to drink I, I want, let's say you want to start drinking mazori you want to stop drinking let's say quench you have three reasons why you want to drink mazori exactly if you don't have three reasons why you want to drink mazori leave it if you have four reasons leave it it must be three reasons that's all i can say wow wow okay so that's that's how you came to a conclusion in making your decision exactly i need to have three reasons why i have to decide that this is okay this is right this is wrong Okay. It must be three reasons. Wow. You heard it, guys. You must have a backup of three reasons for you to do something. Exactly. You need to. to you need to have three reasons. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, have you seen um, a difference so far? Of course, you have female colleagues. Yeah, I have female friends. Female friends. Yeah. Um, have you seen? Right now, are you so careless? In terms of what? In terms of what? Well, then you said in... In drugs? No, no. I think... In my life, my life being careless, a careless life. Yeah, not really, but you, um, let's say, making decisions carelessly, um, choosing friends carelessly, um, uh, what else? Spending money carelessly, just in a a broader Uh, perspective. I would say, yes, I... Sometimes I'm careless. Okay. I'm careless with money. Sometimes I'm careless with choosing friends. Sometimes I'm careless in making decisions. But the majority of everything that I do, I have to make sure that it's worth it. Right. Um, how can you compare yourself with your female colleagues? Let's say uh, your rational female colleague, the normal one who's not a drug addict or an alcoholist, right? Yeah. I want you to compare how your decision making and her decision making differ. Okay. I'll think of this other friend of mine. She doesn't drink. She doesn't abuse drugs. She's a church goer. Okay. In terms of decision making, um she is totally above average. I would say above average, but when it comes to comparison between me and her, yeah. I would not necessarily say she's above me. It's not. It's not because one, I'm. I she always asks me about where we want to do this. How can you do it? Okay. So I feel like if it's about decision making between me and her, yeah, it might be. You know, you you might be the most the most person to decide the best thing. The best things. Cause. Some of my friends who I play with who are not drinking, who are not, you know, into the drug stuff. Yes, they're good. They're sober. Yeah. But then sometimes they need my help. And I necessarily need their help 
not a few times. Humor. Yeah, a few times. So I would necessarily say, if they need my help in deciding things, most of the times, and mm. I just need it for a few, it means I'm I'm over them for on the decision making. Decision making. But then I would say they are above average. Yeah, they are above average. All right. Yeah. So. <coughs> Um, what we have actually understood about this question is that for guys, you go through some things that you go through and at the end of the day, you have to be knowledgeable enough because with the things that you face, you have to have the right decisions. For example, right now, because you already have a target or like I can say, um, you already told yourself. If I'm, if I want to make a decision, I have to have three, three reasons to do it. Yeah. But I'm a female. I can tell you so many decisions that I've done, and they wouldn't affect me so much. But I don't have those three reasons behind. But at the same time, the challenges that you have faced, they have taught you a lot. You have to be always alert on how you make your decisions. Well, maybe some girls, maybe some girls, right? They, apart from me, they they also have reasons. But so far, the females that I've met and who I know, mm-hmm. I don't think we have reasons before we do what we're doing. Because first of all, I actually have this phrase that my roommate says when we're about to study. She's like, ah, why do I have to study so hard? It's not like I'm, I'm going to be a breadwinner one day. <laughs> I have a man to top it up all. Okay. So, of course, at the end of the day, not all of us we want. Uh, no, not all of us want to have a man being the breadwinner. But at the same time, us having a breadwinner is not bad. But you guys having a woman as a breadwinner is bad. So, I might come for myself with my roommate and say ah, we, we don't have to study you know we have men that are studying already right now we are going to be breadwinners so i don't give myself pressure too much pressure i don't have to have very you know strong decisions to make i think the only decision that i have to make as a girl child i think it's about the society whereby i i can be judged by my aunties by my mom, um, things that we have been, you know, things that people look up to as a girl. Those are the things that I do with um, three reasons behind. But mostly I think I have to make so many reasons for that decision, <coughs> specifically as a, as, a, as a female. Okay, before you go, yeah? uh, I have to tell you this. If you study hard as a woman, yeah. You are extending your possibility of getting married to someone who's very high. Very high, yeah. Get that. But then if you don't study hard, yeah. you are extending you're, you're lessening your your possibility of having someone who's very learned. Okay. But at this point, me and my roommate we already have a broader spectrum. I know. <laughs> I know. Wait. Okay. You are to meet uh, an engineer. Yeah. All right, maybe he's uh, a mechanical engineer, right? Mm. How do you meet a mechanical engineer? Mm. You have to work where he works. You have to be somewhere near where he works, <coughs> or where he stays. 
right? Mm. <clears throat> and your conversations must be in intertwined or they must be they must engage right mm. but then if you're not learned enough to understand him you might get pissed off you so if you are learned enough yeah. you extend your possibility of getting someone who's very much learned that's true but if you're not learned mm. you have a lesser extent of getting someone who's very much learned because you know, these learned guys, mm. they want someone who can provide as well. They want someone who can think as well as, as they, they can do. They want someone who they necessarily say, okay, I would say for myself. Yeah. I want a woman yeah. who can provide for my family while I'm not there. Yeah. Who can provide for my family while I'm dead. I don't want a wife who can provide for my, for my family while I'm there. But then I want you to provide for my family while I'm dead. Okay. Yeah, you do. But, but. If I'm not learning much, right? I just want a wife who I can marry, someone who I'm, I'm, I can, you know, someone who I can, I can keep up with. Okay. I don't want someone who's very flashy because I can't keep up with someone who's very flashy. flashy. She might need something which is costing five hundred US dollars. Maybe she would say, "I, I need some chains which cost like two thousand, <laughs> but some gold chains." I'm like, I cannot buy gold chains for two thousand US dollars. So, the more you're learning. The more you get people who are much learned, but the more you get learned as well, mm. the more you also lessen your extent of getting buried or extent of getting someone. Because much learned people mm. or much learned men mm. are inadequate. Okay. We don't have at this point in time. People don't want. People are now uh, criticizing college stuff. Like going to college is not is a waste of time. Yeah. So people are not even learned at this point in time. They're just having money. They just want to, want to have money. So, you've been an extra learned person, they'll be like, ah, she's very demanding. So, it's a 50-50 situation. Either you get learned, so that you get someone who's very much learned, or you get learned and you don't get someone. Or you don't get learned and you get the broke eyes. Or you get the bingers who don't want uh, <laughs> yeah. anything to do with, you know, what kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay, it. so we have learned. You see, that's why we needed you. If we didn't have this discussion, we were going around saying we just need a, a breadwinner. But anyways, we have learnt. Um, ladies, let's let's widen our our you know you know our spectrum. Let's go to the same question. This one's for you. This one for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. <coughs> how do you? How have you been able to cope up with everything? Everything. Right now, do you have um, a, a role model? Do you have a person who cheers you up? Do you usually cry to your girlfriends with, with I don't know, difficulties? Or do you just... You know, let me be, honest. Let, let, let me be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say I have a role model. Yeah. But... I have people who inspire me every day. Oh. There's this guy, Media Sun. He's from the Britain, uh, the the United Kingdom, mm -hmm. Britain. He's a good guy. He's he's by Alters here. He okay. goes with the head to head. I love that guy. He wrote, uh, "How to win an argument in debate." Huh. He wrote it for his his child. How to win a debate kind of stuff. I like the guy. He's very awesome. He's a good guy. 
he inspires me. Then there is Joshua Maponga. Okay. Joshua Maponga is someone who's I don't know, Zimbabwe or South Africa. Oh, okay. I like is some some character. I like his some point of thinking, his perspective on some other things. Though he's is is too political. I, but I like him. So I have people who inspire me. I don't have a, a role model, but I have people who inspire me each and every day. When I was in part one, I was inspired by my professor, by my organic chemistry professor. I was inspired by him because he was good at organic chemistry. So, I don't have role motive, but I have inspirational people who give me inspiration on how to live up on a daily basis. Okay. Two, you talked about crying to my girlfriend or yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, would, I would put my crying into this. I have a problem, yeah. right? And I feel my girlfriend can help me with it. I tell her, this, I have a problem with this, can you help me? I have a problem with this, can you do that? Right? If she's capable, she can. I'll allow her to do that. Why? Because I'm teaching her so that whenever I'm not there, she has to do it. Right? Yes, it's, it goes against my, my views of saying that men should be on top. I should be doing everything. I know. But the fact that I want to see that is she capable of doing the things that I, I can do while I'm going. So I sometimes necessarily ask her. I can even ask my girlfriend for a bus fare. Can you give me a bus fare? She can. I still remember this point in time. She gave me more than $10. Right? Which is okay to spend on a day. Which is okay. Which is fine. There's some necessary things that you have to do to test your relationship with someone. Not necessarily saying that money can test the relationship. No. Yeah, yeah. Is she able to do to, to, to decide some certain things while it's not there? So is is your you're like your girlfriend your does she help you? That's that's my major question. Is she part of the people you go to to help you make the decisions? Or you're just a man? You know, you you tell yourself you you eat yourself up, you cry in the in the shower or anyway, and then you dust yourself up and you get going the following morning. So this is what I'm I'm a Christian. Okay. Let me let me put in the same perspective in Christianity. Yeah. It says that a woman should be a helper. Right. Right. Hmm. She's a helper. She helps me. My, my my woman helps me. Okay. Each and every time. Whenever I need I need help, she helps me. On, 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 on the part, part of bothering things up and not crying to her, crying mm-hmm. to myself, I don't do that. If I feel that this is bad, if I feel that I have something that is bothering me, I tell her. Something is bothering me. I'm sick, I tell her. Right now I'm sick, I have cold, flu. I, I tell her, honey, I have a cough. I have flu. I have a cold. I tell her everything. I don't bottle things up. Because if I bottle things up, where would I lash out everything? I still remember. This other day I was at the, at the club. Uh, I got robbed by the bartender of two dollars or something, right? Hmm. And while I was walking home back home, I was like thinking that this bartender robbed me of this two dollars, and I, I really needed it. I wanted to drink off it. Do you know what I did? Hmm. I threw the bottle that I was holding on the ground, and it broke. I just lashed out. I asked myself, why did I lash out? So I learned from that day that. I should not bottle things up. I should just... I should have told her that you have robbed me of that money. Rather than saying, it's okay, and then I went home. No. 
what if I was I, I saw someone and then I had, I had to lash out on them? So the consequences of lashing out, the consequences of bottling things up to yourself, you lash out at someone else. And you love, lash out to someone that you don't want to. Then you regret in the end. So it's rather tell the things that you that are bothering you. Tell the things that you feel that this is not good for you. And you're not happy with it. Rather than bottling things up and just telling them later, no. The very instant that you feel that this is bad, point it out. This is bad. Okay. Well, at least that we know. Yeah. You need a a personal helper because <coughs> when we look at men, sometimes we feel like they are machines. They just sell themselves. I can do it. It doesn't matter what I face. I can do it. Even sometimes we we do that, but then sometimes we really need to to open up. Okay. It's not bad to open up. It's very good. It shows that you are a human. As a man as well. But not a weak person. Not a weak person, exactly. Okay. <laughs> wow. You see? But when, personally, what the men that I talk to, mm-hmm. you just don't, they just don't open up to you. There's no such thing. Okay, let's, let's put it into scenarios, an example. What kind of open up do you need? For example, what are you saying? You just see a person, um, they're angry. Uh-huh. They're not happy. They're not the usual themselves. Like, they are just somebody else. But they are not... For example, a person replies, one would answer. What is wrong? What maybe, you were, maybe you was disturbed with someone. Okay, yeah, that's, that happens. That happens with men. And but it's okay to say something. Because if you look at the charts of, uh, of people in a relationship... Who speaks a lot is the girl. Who talks a lot about their problems is the girl. I have a lot of guys who then come all over, like behind the girl's back, right? Uh-huh. And they start complaining. She talks about herself more often. She she thinks that I I don't know I'm a, I'm a superhero. But at the same time, I, there are a lot of things that I don't tell her that I'll be facing. I'm like, why don't you tell her? Like, ah. I'm a man. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Let me tell you one thing. Sometimes there's some certain things. This is, this is something that I had forgotten. There's some certain things that are secretive about men. Mm. <coughs> Mind you, how many times do you tell? Oh, how many times did you tell your girl, your boyfriend that you own your period? Never. I never told anyone. Until you see. So it's something that you, you, you kept a secret. We cannot necessarily say that you kept it as a secret. Oh. You kept it to yourself. You never told anyone. It wasn't a secret. But they never asked. But then you were, you were moody at that time. And you never told them that I was, I'm a PU and all that stuff. So there's some certain things that men handle okay. that are very realistic. Something that are very crucial in their life. That's what we're trying to Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm a man. Uh, I start noticing that uh, maybe one of my bows is. It's just not swollen. It's maybe small than the other one. <laughs> I will still have that, that kind of shit in my mind. Like, I'll be like asking, what's going on? What's this? 
I cannot tell you that, you know what, babe, um, I know my one of my balls is bigger than the other one. It's it's something that I cannot, you know, I'm gonna stop it, I'm like, oh shit. I'm in deep trouble. Yeah, I mean and whenever I'll I'll try to have sex, I I may even say, no, let's let's not have sex. Let's let's even let's not even have sex. Because I feel like, you know, this is really embarrassing. So you have a quarrel with that because simply because he's afraid of you judging you telling because you don't necessarily know the things. But it's it's natural to have a, to to have one small bow and test it's it's natural in men. But then the fact that men don't open up yeah. like I, I cannot tell my friends that guys I have uh, an STI. I cannot do that. I cannot even tell my girlfriend. It's very it's something that I cannot. But as as me personally on cruise, I can. But some men cannot do that. Why? It's something they feel that it's their own personal matters. But we are saying that personal matters are rather solved in the society. Who are the society? The women that help us, the the brothers that we have, that are the decision making people. Okay. So you cannot decide on yourself. You can rather have the brothers decide for you and the brothers helping you to understand your decision. And you you now come up back to the three reasons why I should go for a testing because I need to be helped, because I need to have a healthy life, because I need my girlfriend to still be with me. So the three reasons, good. Go for it. Go for a checkup. That's good. So you see, men, yes, they bottle things up. They don't tell women. But do they tell the boys? No, they don't. They keep to themselves. Why? Because it's something they feel that is very secretive. That's why you see organizations like the Say What, uh, Men's Forum, Padari, Forced, all those companies, they want, even UNICEF, they want to help men to open up. Not to other women, but to other men. That's why you have Padari. Where men sit on the round table discussion, they talk about mental health, they talk about sexual sexual problems, sexual health, SRH, as men. Kota, I don't know, what do you call it in China? Kota, Nanga, what, what, what? Yeah, but that's, that's actually that nice. Cause yeah. It's at rather, least you have someone to talk to. You rather need to talk to your, your brothers rather than talking to your women. Yes, you might feel that women are very, you know, mm. judging one word. Yeah, then talk to the boys. But you can't as a man. Why? Because you feel like people are not doing it. We are doing it. We are, we are, we are actually talking to other men about our health. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, so, at the end of the day, you are fine with sharing with men. Yeah. You are fine with the decision or the pattern that you have been taught ever since you were you were you were born, right? Yeah. Cruz, be a strong man. Grow up, be a strong boy. Don't just cry everywhere. Exactly. I still remember this 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 time. My mom I, I was a kid. My mom used to you know, I, I grew up as a kid without my mom and my dad. I started knowing my dad when I was uh, and I was like, you know, old, like, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I think in grade five or whatnot, that's when I saw my dad. I never had that father figure at home. The only father figure that I had at home was my uncles, my mom's brothers. And they, we need, never necessarily, you know, have that father talking and stuff. My mom left when I was in grade my mom, my mom left when I was in grade, I think grade, grade 7 or whatnot. Okay. 
I used to cry whenever she comes back. I used to cry whenever she comes back to South Africa, to Zimbabwe from South Africa. So she used to tell me that you are the man of the house. Why are you crying? You don't need to cry. Why are you crying that I'm going back to look for food for you? You are the man. I'm leaving you in charge of everything. I have to take off my brother. I have to take. I have to take off my little brother. So it came a certain time that my brother was the only one crying, and I was not crying because I had endured. I had. Okay. The possibility of saying, I'm the man. I'm the man of the house. I have to be strong for my brother. I have to spring away. I was the one who had to cheer up my brother. Don't cry. Mommy's coming back. She's going to fetch food for us. That's it. So, it depends. I feel like if I had a father figure, not to, not to say that my father is not in my life. My father right now is now in my life. But if I had him back then, I feel like I would have, I would have been a better man. Than I, or what I am today, okay. but him being in my life again, I'm not a better man as well, right? So it's something that is needed yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Moving forward, uh-huh. what what do you feel about relationships? Relationships. Yeah, you being the the male. The guy who, when I'm a lady, I look up to. Like you said, you're not going to share your problems with me, but I am going to. I'm definitely going to share you with you the problems that I'm facing. Hundred mm-hmm. uh, percent. One thing, mm. relationships are essential for men. A man needs to have an opposite sex relationship. That is essential. In my own perspective, it's essential. But, <clears throat> uh. A man has to have two wives. Wait, sorry. Um, so are you saying they are more essential to men than women? They are 50-50. You need women. You need men as well. Okay. It's okay to... Relationships are essential for everyone, okay? But a yeah, man has to have two wives. Why? Here's the thing. Wait. Here's the thing. When uh, Adam was created by, by God... Oh. What did he have at first? At first, at first. Yeah. He was himself, then God created Eve afterwards. So he wasn't himself at first. Hmm. He had eaten the garden of Eden. Oh, the garden. Yeah. The garden of Eden was his first wife. Then the second wife was Eve. Eve. Yeah. So a man has to have something solid. You need to have ground. Why? You need to have a decision of what you are. That's your first wife. Who are you as a man? What are you as a man? What do you have as a man? What are your your traits as a man? Where are you going as a man? That is your first wife. The second wife, that is the relationship part. The woman. You need to have the woman. But before you have the woman, have what you need as a man so that we can label you as a man. As a man. This is a man. He has something. He has a stand. He has a house. He has a car. He has a solid relationship with his mom. He has a solid family. Material things cannot be something we, we can say that a man is his first wife. You can have brains as your first wife. You can have the love of the community, the love of the world as your first wife. Then your second wife, your woman. So you need to have two wives as a man. You must have the decision. The, the necessity 
possibilities of a man. So that we can necessarily say that this is a man. The traits of a man, the qualities of a man is your first wife. And the woman is your second wife. Okay. Going back to your question. Mm -hmm. A relationship is fine. Now we're having the relationship with your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I see relationships personally mm -hmm. they need commitment um, women need attention mm -hmm. women need to be to feel like they are important in a person's life and let me tell you to be honest mm -hmm. as much as a woman might show how strong they are at some point they want to be the number one person in their spouse or the person that they're in a relationship with they have to be the number one person that the guy thinks about the first priority exactly so with all that being needed by a woman attention um appreciation and when we speak of appreciation we are talking about different aspects including um gifts and all okay and then the other part <coughs> whereby attention i need you to call me i know that and the fun part is guys know that a lady needs needs attention right because the first weeks or the first period of a relationship the guy will be calling in the morning in the afternoon in, and in the evening and he'll do follow-ups did you eat um are you okay are you are you healthy but down the line a person changes it seems like it becomes a burden upon the guy you don't have peace of mind afterwards so how are you by now you're in a relationship right are you choosing relationship over a uh, peace of mind or you're just in your relationship there's peace of mind but one thing that i know there is no peace of mind in a relationship you're basically thinking every single time the day you cannot pass by a day without calling your girlfriend you cannot every time that you think about making money you put her on your list like after this the thing. One. Here's the thing. Yeah. Um, relationship, the stress that comes with relationship, the baggage that comes with relationships. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm that kind of person who is very busy. I might be online on WhatsApp, oh. but I won't be talking to my girlfriend sometimes, and she might be online. Why? I have certain things that I do online. What do I do? I talk to my to my managers. I talk to people who are sponsoring my podcast. I talk to people who are sponsoring my projects. Not even the podcasting projects that I do as a person. My personal projects that will keep me going. That brings money on the table, right? I cannot necessarily text my girlfriend on that time. I will tell her that I'm busy, right? Okay. I'm that kind of person who is so focused on things that are happening at that moment i am with you right now i cannot keep checking my phone how it is it's me that is me i have a problem i i once get this girl telling me that if you don't give attention to a woman she will look for someone who's giving her attention but i told you that if she's made for you she will make you she will understand and she will appreciate the little attention that she gets, right? The fact that women need attention is because they're not busy with something. 
the worst sitting at home. If you're busy with something, wait. If you're busy with something, I, I have someone. She's a working person. I talk to her. If you text her in the morning, she'll reply around 10. She'll reply around 1. Or maybe sometimes instantly that time. But then, <coughs> she doesn't reply instantly. Why? Because she's busy at work. Right? So you have to get occupied. So if I'm the only person who's occupied, if I'm the only person who's working, with running the daily basis every day and you're not doing anything, you're only sitting on the bed, then we, we, we obviously have a problem there. You always want attention while I'm at work. Can I give you attention while I'm at work? No, I cannot because I'll lose the job and you won't get the money that you need. Do you, do you not get it? I'm then, then it comes to the charts. I need to have friends time. I have friends. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm giving attention to my girlfriend. Mm. I'm trying to give attention to my girlfriend. My friends are now saying that you don't give me us attention. Because they send messages and I just see them and I blue tick them. Because why? The moment that I go into the chat, the moment I want to type something, my girlfriend texts again. I go back to your chat. Because I need to reply fast. Then I forget that someone sent me a message. And it's done. So that's what happens. Or my girlfriend sent me a text. I see the text. I'm trying to reply. My manager calls. I go there. She, she now says I blue tick a blue tick there. So you have to weigh out what is he doing? Is he online simply because he's online? Is he on his free time? Is he working online? Is he working on WhatsApp? People now are not his work on WhatsApp. Okay, but um, I, I am guessing your point. I'm guessing it. But our major concern is, apart, despite of that all that you're facing, mm -hmm. giving her attention, mm -hmm. you still choose relationship of a peace of mind. Of a peace of mind. Yeah. Why is that? <coughs> uh, I feel like whenever I have a girlfriend, oh. I will have the peace of mind. You will? Yeah. Okay. Uh, me not having a girlfriend, mm. it will stress me a lot. Oh. The moment I see other people with their girlfriends, I'll be so, so, so jealous. I'll be saying, why can't I, can't I have someone like this? So, me having a girlfriend, it gives me the peace of mind of not looking at other women who are out there. So, I would, I would say my peace of mind is in a relationship rather than not having a relationship. So, my peace of mind is with someone. So you're okay with struggling with the, the problems in a relationship than facing the pressure of being single? You know what? All relationships come with baggage. Mm -hmm. All relationships have problems. What do these problems teach us? What do this baggage and what not teach us as men? It, it keeps us and it trains us to be stronger men. You need to have problems so that you know how to tackle the problems. When they come back to you, you know how to handle them. If you don't know the problems, it will be a mistake for you. If if a snake comes in and I don't know how to, to, to handle a, a snake bite, it's a problem. But if I was bitten by a snake first and the second time it comes back, I would know how to handle it. So you need to have problems so that you handle them. So okay. that you know how to handle them. Alright. 
So it's better to have problems rather than not having them. Then they, when they come, the moment you decide, oh, let me just date, mm-hmm. and then boom, a problem comes, you don't know how to handle it. And you're too, way too old to decide, or you don't, we need, we need your decision, you don't even know how to decide. It will be a trouble in, in paradise. <laughs> so as men, you are okay. You prefer relationships over being single. Exactly. Wow, that's 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 new. That's really new. But it explains a lot uh, why guys are always the ones who you know are looking for a girlfriend. Yeah, it explains a lot why guys are always the one asking out first. Yeah, yeah. Because they want you know. That kind of stuff. It's 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 essential. It's necessary. Yeah. Relationships. Well, that's nice. But sometimes, here's the problem. It might be vice versa for a girl. Like they don't find peace of mind while they're with someone. Yeah, it it depends. Mm -hmm. It it, it's not different in this instance. Who's coming with the baggage in the relationship? Maybe it's the it's the guy. Yeah, comes a problem. Women. I don't understand about women, but for men, the peace of mind is in the woman. Oh, that's nice. But it is sometimes in your relationship when you you have a rational person. <laughs> Fine, a person that thinks the way you're thinking. Life I don't is know. Very, I just have problems with. Life is very different. Relationships. You meet different people. But then, why do I have to cope with a person with so many problems? Or oh, we have diverse thoughts. We think. How do you link? How do you link with someone like that? I'm a friend. <laughs> fine. Relationship. Fine. How do you meet? It's it's different now. The fine. fact that you met someone and you just like them, it's now goes back to how the, to knowing the, a person. Yeah, get a month to know the person before That's dating the problem them. That's problem with guys. Guys have don't the, wait for a month. Have the reason why you wanna date the person. Guys don't have a month to wait for a girl. Well, how do hey. you know? How do you know they don't wait for a month? Already, when we first meet, what, guys, if, what if they, they were thinking all over to approach you before your month for the whole month? Right, for my side, I don't even know you. I started knowing you when you, when you approached me, mm-hmm. so I also need a month. But, anyways, I might <coughs> not need a month per se, mm-hmm. but you can say, Hi, I know you from from class, or I know you from a sport, and can we hang out? Fine, we can hang out, but instantly, you can't be calling me babe, girlfriend. You can't be trying to own me. That's, that's, I have to know that, where, that, what that I'm now, getting myself into. That now entails the, the, the different values and how a, a man is raised. You know, you know, men are raised differently. Men are different. Okay. I know people say men are all the same. Men are different. My own perspective on men is based on my experience as a man. It's based on my experience before. I was a boy, when I was a boy, when I transformed from boyhood to manhood. It's different. So men sometimes are different, the way they were raised. Maybe they were called baby or honey by their mom. So they, it's, 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 it's something that they, they all call everyone. My mom calls me dearest or love. So I can call you love because my mom does that. I, I feel comfortable with that. No, but not in the context of calling me. But mm. you already you want us to be in a relationship after... You telling me that I know you, I know you enough. And they start referring to your baby wonder. And already they're giving you, you know. The impression that we're now dating. We're now dating. Okay, okay. It's yeah, it's just precious sometimes. Sometimes they don't even like you, like you, like that, right? 
Because but, it's a two-way thing. So uh, let me tell you, there's there are reasons today. Mm. The reason for the relationship, the reason why people like you. They might like you, they might be sexually attracted to you. Mm-hmm. They might like you for the sake of just being someone who's cute, like you mm-hmm. and stuff. They might like you for marriage and whatnot. They might like you for the sake of giving someone. So it's different. Why do this person like you? There are three reasons. Why do you like me? Give me three reasons why you like me. Am I cute? Am I happy? A happy person? Am I a fun person? Kind of stuff. <coughs> so it, it differs. Well, um, let's move on to the next question. So, about relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, can you say you're in a committed relationship right now? Uh, that's a personal question. Yeah, we, we, we did say, we did warn you that we're going to go deep. Uh, I'm in a very serious relationship. Very serious relationship. Yeah, very serious relationship. When did you realize that? The moment I saw her. Lies. Lies, lies, lies. You was, were obviously sexually attracted or you like the fact that she is funny, but those are things that you can determine that she's the one. Uh, okay. This is going to be drama. <laughs> yeah. Me explaining on, on the podcast. She doesn't like me explaining things on the podcast. I've, you know. Well, so I hope she forgives us. Yeah, I, I hope she won't <laughs> listen to this podcast. So here's the thing. I always had to. See. I, I didn't see her. She was always around. She was always seeing me. I didn't see her. She was the one who saw me. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. <coughs> when she approached. I saw her and there was a connection. But then don't you experience those kind of connections with different girls? No. Like, this is different. How was it different because the, the way she, she approached me. Uh she could have not approached me. She could have decided not to. She could have decided she just talked to me over the phone, you know. But we had to, you know. And it's very complicated. Okay. You wouldn't understand. Okay. It's something that was very, you know, complicated. The relationship started in a complicated situation. And we had a connection. She felt the same, I felt the same. We gave we gave each other Almost like three months, three, almost like four months. Okay. We gave we gave each other like three months to know each other. We knew each other. We decided to date. So the part we know each other, you were just friends. Not necessarily friends. We just people who are knowing each other. I ne- I didn't like to be friends with her. Right. I wanted her to be my girlfriend. Everyone wanted to be my friend. So you weren't at this stage. You weren't her boyfriend. Yeah. At the same time, you you went for friends. Exactly. You were just um the way someone that I know, <laughs> someone that knows her, and someone she, she knows. Okay. <coughs> exactly. Oh. I didn't want to put a name to the relationship. Friends, no. Because the moment you get into friends, you know you're not going all over the, that friend zone. 
So what would you take for a man to realize and to accept and to want to be in a committed or serious relationship? relationship yeah. <clears throat> so according to you. Um there's some things that you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, I'm done. I'm done with with girls from all every way. I just You tell to... yourself that I want to be serious. Okay. You tell yourself I want to be a man. I want I need a family. But to need a family in the future, I need to date someone maybe for five years. So I don't want some so I don't want to marry someone that for me, I didn't want to marry someone that I just not for a year. I wanted to marry someone that I knew for maybe two years, three years, four years, five years. So I said to myself, I need to be serious right now. I need to be committed so that I know this person. I know the person that I'm dating. And she was the one. Yeah. So, um, when you got into this serious relationship, mm-hmm. are you sure that you're done with other women? Yeah, small houses or even having another chick behind her back. Are you at that point where you're saying, I'm, I'm the man, I'm the gentleman, you know, that's, you have been always picturing, saying, I'm for, I'm for one woman and for Me, one woman. This is, is, is this a personal question or? Fine, let's general, generalize it. Into men. men. yeah. Men always say that it's not enough for one woman. It's, it's not enough for it's a man to have one woman. Yeah, especially when they're in the dating stage. Okay. My pastor told me that you need to have five, five ladies that you're dating. Yeah, five women that you're dating so that you know who is necessarily the best. So it's up to men to take the advice. You need to have five women. <laughs> know who is the best. Then you choose from them. But then I would say it doesn't necessarily give you the the masculinity quality of a man. A man should stick to one person. But you have to know. You have to know. If if it doesn't work out with the person, leave them. Okay. Peacefully. Just in case you might come back. Um, no, not not the fact that you come in. Never pick up your mistakes. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. As a man, never pick up your mistakes. Throw them in the bin. So, in other words, you're saying. And throw them nicely. <laughs> Yeah. So in other words, you're saying that men um, never get to a stage whereby they want to be in a serious relationship when they're in a dating stage. From your own perspective, but I have guys who right now who mm-hmm. feel like they can be in a serious relationship mm-hmm. that in the first years. In the first year. Mm. First year of university. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's a lie. No, it's all a lie. It's okay. It's okay. Here's the thing. Yeah. Is he a man? Yes. Does he have the qualities of a man? Yes. Is he capable of taking up for a family? We don't know. Oh. So if he is capable of taking up for a family, is he, cap- is, is he capable of being in a committed relationship? If he is, nothing can stop him. If I was capable of having a, a committed relationship, if I met my girlfriend in part one, I would have committed, I would, we wouldn't have been married. But then, with the girls that you met, that you met before you found your serious okay, yeah. girlfriend, um, what can you say? Can't you say you learned something from them? Can't you say that <coughs> if you wouldn't have met them, right, mm-hmm. you would have been a different person, or you would have been lost in your current relationship right now? Mm. 
That's a story for another day. But then I'll tell this. <laughs> I met a lot of girls. Okay. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned never use someone's child. Never use women. It was very bad. I I I may I may I might have, you know, I might have broken someone's heart. It's very bad. I regret it. Not intentionally, but then you know, circumstances. And if I did, I'm really sorry. If you're listening to this podcast, I really mean it. <laughs> if you know that I broke your heart, it wasn't intentional. It was apologizing, guys. It wasn't intentional. Okay. I I learned a lot. Never use someone's someone's child. Never lie to a person. <laughs> tell them nicely. Tell them the very moment that you think that you, you want to like. Tell them. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what. I feel like this relationship doesn't work anymore. Let's just end it. Rather than being in a relationship and you you don't necessarily love it and you start looking for other people, people doesn't die. People have hope. I feel like it will work no, out. No, no. Okay. If you start having you no know, other other thoughts, it's it's way out of context. So in conclusion, for this question, mm-hmm. um, we've concluded that a guy. Um, reaches a stage <coughs> of being in a serious relationship exactly. when he has met the one where who he feels that he might no he might he might reach the stage of want to be wanting to be in a committed relationship yeah. without even having someone. Oh okay. So the fact now comes is is he going to get someone who's committed? Is he going to get someone who's serious? If he doesn't get someone who's serious, you'll be you you'll be like so fucked up because. You'll be saving someone who wants to play and he wants to be committed. That's when you go back to not being serious as well. So, well, well, okay. So it, it, has to be, it has to be intertwined. He has to meet someone who's committed as well. But it's very difficult. So, my, it, to, be, to be frank about it, rather mm-hmm. be in a serious relationship, in a relationship, then start thinking about being serious with the relationship in the process. So, yeah. But for me, it was it was different. We wanted a serious relationship the moment we, we, we saw each other. Mm. Yeah. So it has to start with the with the boy. Yeah, with it, the man. Exactly. The man. Yeah. By you have to. Be, the man has to be serious. Okay. So, because there's so many serious women out there, but then they fail to find serious guys. Just like you said, a person might come with a personality with a impression that I'm a guy and at this stage I have to have enough girlfriends, enough flavors, specifically <coughs> what guys say, enough flavors for me to be able to say ah, I'm okay. I think I'm fine. No, it's, it's, it's <laughs> um going on to the next question. So um you drink. Yeah I drink. As a guy you have met you have a pastor, right? Yeah, I do. Um, you grew up in a society. Um, you have friends, colleagues. You face peer pressure mm-hmm. that engaged you into drinking. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <coughs> but now, at, the, at this point, what you're doing to me is this: acknowledging that I drink on air, acknowledging that I drink on the podcast. While it's, some of the Christians that I go to church with drink, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I do drink. If you, I'm going to be punished for that, it's okay. Yeah, I do drink. So I wanted to ask you, as a, as a man, mm. how do you come to a point whereby you're saying, 
I have this decision to make. I have made this decision for myself. Criticism is coming from society. Pressure is coming from my friends, from my relatives and from my parents. For example, people who are gays, lesbians, who are not straight, bisexuals, how they get to the point, especially gays, okay, let's just talk about gays, let's talk about men. Mm-hmm. They get to a point whereby they say, as a guy, I'm fine with who I am. I'm accepting what I'm doing. I don't mind what the society is going to say about me. I don't care if I grew up, my parents told me, no one drinks at this house. No one is going to be drinking. But you're going to, you're, you've got to the stage whereby you eat. <coughs> I know that I'm not supposed to drink, but I'm going to drink anyway. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in a family where some of the people were drinking, so it wasn't a problem. It was, you know, it was okay. But on my father's side, they never drank. Like, a few people drank. And it was very weird because I used to, you know, name, name all the, the beverages, the alcohol beverages. And they were shocked, like I know them, like, while I was a kid, while I was, you know, five years of age, while I was ten years of age, you know, like, how do you know those beverages? Well, like, I drink them. It's weird that you, I've mentioned that I, I used to drink when I was, in ten, when I was ten years of age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, on the drinking part, I know people who are drinking, or people in the society that we live in in Zimbabwe, sometimes they may say that drinking is bad. Yeah, it's okay. But to me, it's something that I do, and I don't... I don't see it as bad. I feel like there's something that men need to do, you know. Drinking is something that protects you from something, you know. You need to you need to to drink. I don't know. Alcohol takes takes away your mind, takes away your stress, takes away the pain, that kind of stuff. And I don't want to do this, but I have to do it. The Bible says, do no longer drink water, but a, a little bit of wine for their stomach's sake and for their infirmities. This is Timon. This is Paul telling Timothy to drink a little bit of wine. So, the fact that my bottle or the 750 bottle is a litre, doesn't mean it's not a litre. So, in my, the whole cup might be a litre. Yeah. And on Proverbs 36, if I'm mistaken, it says, uh, give alcohol to what, 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 what. It talks about alcohol. It talks okay. about giving, giving people alcohol. So, I don't necessarily see alcohol as a bad thing. Then, going to homosexuality. Uh, I'm a patriarchal person. I don't believe in homosexuality. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I don't believe in it. I'm not saying homosexuals are bad, but for me, I don't, I don't see myself being a homosexual person. I don't see myself being someone that you know that kind of stuff. It's it's gross sometimes. Yes, they're there. I have friends who are gay, but we we don't talk about gay stuff while well, it's there with me. No, we don't. It's out of line. So I don't have experience about gay people. But then, and I cannot give them advice with what the community is saying to them and how they should cope up with the community. Because literally, they're not not men. Literally, they're saying that to themselves, they're women. So how can I advise a a, a woman on on issues of men? So it's it's different. And and on the men that love other men, uh, it's... It's different because right now I want you want me to give you the advice, but then you love men. In I love women, so the advice that I'm going to give you will make you ten. 
from being a gay to a straight person. So yeah. I don't necessarily have the advice for, for gay people or for other sexual people because I've never studied that the, the society, I've never studied that spectrum of society. Fine. So, in conclusion, you're just saying that as a male person, you get to do your decisions just because of your the environment that you're in. Exactly. How you grew up exactly. and how you're being exposed to these things. To the yeah, to the things that you how do you know those things in a more broad, broader spectrum or in a few. So, if you mm. in a more broad spectrum, you can have the, no, the decision. You can have the three reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we have um, this question. Mm-hmm. As a male, mm-hmm. how do you feel about your current state um, of condition of your life? Current state condition of your life. Like, of course, you have had a picture of ever my since. Life. Yeah, yeah. Back, back then, you're like when I when I reached 24. I'm doing this, this, this. But now that you're here, and this is the picture that you <coughs> have. As a male person, how do you how do you engage in it? How do you strengthen yourself up and just accept it? We get the singer song. Night in the Sky 25. That kind of a bit of life. You say, in, in, that's in John. In English it says, I, I wish if I get to 25, I would have a better life. Oh. A car, a house, and a wife. I'm, I'm 24. I'm, I'm turning 24 next month. On the fourth of June, I have a committed person. I don't have a wife. I don't have a car. I don't. I don't have a house that I call is mine. So what do I have? I have a phone. What, what do I have? I have clothes. What do I have? I just have a few things, right? But. There's something that I have. I have a company that runs. It's not that much. It's a small medium enterprise. It's building itself from, from scratch to whatever it is. So, I feel like I'm a better person mm-hmm. at this point in time. Because the fact that I can generate money for myself. I can generate money for what I, what I want. I can generate money... I can go somewhere else and decide that I want to buy this and I can generate money. So, my state of life right now, mm-hmm. despite the fact that the economy in Zimbabwe is bad, despite the fact that the society that we're living in is not, is not favorable, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I cannot be mad of something that I, I cannot have. I'm happy where I am. I'm living. I'm going through the day. So, I'm happy. I would say I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you've gone to a point where you have accepted and you have appreciated and you're the society. Yes, you have to appreciate life. I thank God for that because if I wasn't here, I wouldn't know where I would have been. Yeah, yeah. Don't give yourself pressure. Are you hearing yourself, Mills? Don't give yourself pressure. And the point is says that you're in in life. It doesn't matter that it's not the one that you're picturing. But as long as you keep going, you keep setting yourself, you get there. You get there. You don't need to be hard on yourself. So rounding this whole discussion up, okay. I want to ask you about something that you did um, that needed so much um, encouragement and that needed so much confidence. How you handled it, podcasts. How you 
you were able to say, ah, fine, um, I'm going to be, this is my family, I'm going to be swamped with projects, with the projects, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be swamped with, um, I studies <coughs> anything, but at the same time, I still want to do podcasts. Okay, so I started a podcast in 2021, mm -hmm. just called Child Africa. Oh, okay. Child Africa explained my life. Mm. Uh, Child Africa was the fact that I'm in an independent country, but I'm living an in independent. I'm not independent. Mm -hmm. I'm living in an independent country, but I feel like I'm still in chains. You're stuck. Yeah. I'm still somewhere where I can say I'm, I've, I've got the independence. So, Child Africa explained about myself. That's where I started. I started a podcast in 2021. Then, in 2022, that's when Crystal Podcast started. It started, uh, I think, in December, if I was mistaken. December or way back in November. That's when, I think, December. Between December and, I don't know, it's December. 2020, last year, 2022. That's when Crystal Podcast started. So, Yes, I knew that I had the pressure, but I knew that people needed entertainment, people needed inspiration, people needed to be educated, people needed the, the hallmarks of entertainment, everything that comes with the podcast. And the fact that I live at a, I study at a, at, at, at a university, we don't have a radio station, I felt like people needed something that they can listen while they're going back to the campus. Listen while they go in the morning, preparing for campus. Listen while they are doing their studies on their earphones and whatnot. Something that entertain, inspire, educate all the treasured hallmarks of entertainment. Okay. So that's where the podcast came. I knew I had the pressure, but I knew how to handle it. I knew how to. Right now, I'm doing my project, but I'm recording a podcast right now. How do I handle the pressure? I know where to do the podcast. I know where to do the things that I want to do. I know where to study and I know how to handle the stuff. So it comes with what we were talking about, being a man. How do you handle pressure? How do you handle baggage? How do you handle things? You know where to arrange your... This is my free time we're doing the podcast. I'm a chemical... I'm, I'm a science student, but doing a podcast, how does that necessarily do that? I'm a debater as well, but I'm a science student. It doesn't necessarily fit in, but then do I have free time? On my free time, that's where I do the podcast. How about criticism? Have you ever faced any criticism from your colleagues? I have. A lot. I have. How, how do you handle it? Uh, it comes into my ear, goes out again. <laughs> Sometimes the criticism, I even Gets say it, I even say it out on the podcast. Oh, okay. I, I, I understand. <clears throat> you know what? I do this segment on at Bindra University of Science Education. The one about Makua. Right, it tells about the rumors that are happening on the campus. Sometimes I even put my stories on the podcast simply because I don't want people to think that I'm biased. If I do some, if I do drama, I tell it on the podcast. Yes, the drama that I did. I'm a, I'm a human person. I'm part of the students, so I tell the drama. Criticism. It comes to my podcast. It comes to my inbox. Cruz, you've done this and this and that. Can you share it? I share the things. Someone said uh, I scooped a girlfriend. Her girlfriend and whatnot. I did it. Someone came to my inbox. He did. 
And the story was hidden. He never mentioned the name, but it was me. They necessarily knew that it was me. I posted it. So criticism comes everywhere. Whenever you go anywhere, criticism is always there. How do you take it? I ignore it. But I take it sometimes. Because there is constructive criticism. People tell me that I want to make cool. Right? Meaning I don't have content. What do I do? Look for content. Right? It's criticism, but I have to look for content so that they get inspired, they get entertained. So what do you necessarily do with the criticism is the, the goodest thing. Criticism always comes. What do you do with it? I have to take it? I have to ignore it? I have So it's... Do you take it? Do you ignore it? That kind of stuff. Wow, wow. I don't think I'll be able to handle podcasts. Starting a project from my own. It's not something that is very hard to do. It's something that you need to really get to know what you want to do on the podcast, what you are going to tell people. Because a podcast can be about yourself. Okay. What are you telling people about it? So it has to be determined what you want to do on the podcast. Okay. Okay. That kind of stuff. Well, um, I think uh, rounding up. Any, any last questions? No, I think you answered most of them. Then I want to say this. Uh. The things I talked about on this podcast yeah. were because I was under an interview. Some of the things were just coming out of my mind. So <laughs> some of the things were not true. <laughs> but the lessons were true. Some wow. of the some of the things about my personal life were not true. To be to be honest, they okay. were not true. So okay. guys, if someone has listened to my personal life and they feel like they've been offended, the things that I was, talk, talk, I was talking about on this podcast were not true about myself. Wow, we need to sue you, Chris. No, they were not true. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you, you need, need to pay. You need to give people inspiration, you know, that kind of stuff. So thank you, guys. This is the last episode of... The, no, this is not the last episode. We're going to have a last episode, which is episode number 10. And this is the... the final episode of cruise talk podcast season one and we're now going to season two which is called cheaters by cruise talks and i want to thank you guys for having us on cruise talk podcast with eden she was a great host guys we need, we need to have her on the on the podcast next time thank you thank you so much <laughs>